All right. Welcome to another episode of The Catholic Couple, having fun with faith, family, and friends. I'm your co-host, Bobby Fredrickson, and with me, as always, is my beautiful wife. Katie Fredrickson. I'm the convert Catholic, and she's the... Cradle Catholic. And here we are. We explain what convert meant and where that converted from. <laughs> yes. And, that was a good one. Yeah, and Katie kind of gave her side also of being, a, being yeah. a cradle Catholic. So mm-hmm. let's start as we start in all things in prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Lord, we ask that you be with us right now. We ask that you lift up our, our hearts and open up our minds, open up our ears, open up our hearts to your truth. Help us to know how much you love us. Help us to know how much we are worth in you and help guide those who are listening to a fuller sense of you and love and truth and mercy. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All right. So coming off uh, the last episode of two hours of me laying it out there. <laughs> and, you know, it's just so, um, it's so important to note that one, one encounter, one major conversion is like, just the beginning or, uh, it's not, it, it doesn't, it's, it's constant conversion that, Correct. that matters, constant formation, constant, um, edification in truth. Right. And so, um, once we both kind of encountered Jesus, um, in a, a few major ways, right. It was also the little small baby steps that we were also taking, um, on that journey as well. Right. So, it was like a both end. There's major conversion moments, but also the the little the little things do really count, and they really do add up. And I think that have uh, so this episode today we wanted to talk about the, our baby steps were from a lot of influential. Um, I wanted to we wanted to go with media, but then we like kind of went back and forth. We're like, well, there were authors. Well, there were just Catholic, you know, people, podcasters, you know, YouTubers. Yeah, there's authors, what are you, you know? Speakers. You can't really put like Catholic people. So these are where you get that borderline of not the saints, more more uh, influential people of today or within the twentieth. Well, yeah, right within the the twenty. 20th and 21st century, would you say your list is? Correct. So what we ended up doing is, without telling each other, we, were, we, we both agreed to kind of reflect on our journeys. And even though 10 sounds like a lot, it actually, I had a lot more, but we, we limited ourselves to 10 people, correct? Uh, yeah, but then I added Uh-oh. some bonus Why do you ones. do that? Why do you add things Because on? I can't just do the bare minimum. <laughs> I'm not a minimalist anymore, oh my so gosh. i got to go above and beyond. Okay. Um, we both don't know each other's lists. We, we are in acknowledgement, though, that we're probably going to have some similar people. Our list is in no order. However, looking at mine, I, can, I definitely put my uh, a few at the top that definitely were pretty influential. influential in like, like, obviously, the first one that's going to come to mind is the most impact, you know, but, um, there's no particular order to our lists. Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, so we're just going to have a conversation of who's on our list. There is no, there are, there's 10 of them, but they're not in any kind of order. Um, and so if we have the same people, we'll just kind of talk about it. So I'm kind of curious how many, after this is all said and done, I'm kind of curious how many we have the same and how, how, who we have that's not. I kind of, I'm, I'm curious because, it, I mean, this was, this was a whole other journey as well as we started to take our faith more seriously. Um, 
and reaching into listen, what we listened to, what we watched, what we, what we read, what we um, got into really did start to shape that conversion process and solidify it. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah I talked a little bit about it in the conversion episode about uh, me going with you know, reading Rediscover Catholicism, and I just started yeah. doing the things that they were saying, mm-hmm. and then I just kept going from there. And for me, you know, my background in education, yours in education, so I've always loved learning. So yeah. it's like, for me, it's like once it was opened up, it's like the floodgates, yeah. and there's just so much so, stuff out there. Yeah. So the point of this was, okay, well, the, I, I literally have listened to so many people and so many podcasts and so many lectures, <laughs> he really has. and I've probably read now to this point maybe... I think over 150 Catholic books, basically. So I've been wow. reading, reading everybody. I'm I looking right not. now. There's like a stack, <laughs> and I just finished another one. It's like I can't stop. So I have an opinion about what's good and what's not. It's like yeah. if you watch a lot of movies or mm-hmm. TV shows, you can. All right, well, this show is pretty good. I mean, obviously, it's subjective, but I think that we we all can know when something's worth our time with how busy we are, you know. And and my whole thing was I and this is a, a thing I wrote down when I made my list, is I never knew how hungry I was for this until I was exposed to truth. So I never knew how hungry I was for truth until I got exposed to well, truth. Man and doesn't the live more, by bread alone, but by the and the more I hear it, the more I heard it, the more I keep want. I kept wanting more. So it's like when you hear truth. And you hear it well, and it's presented in a way that's understandable in our time, in our place, right? Well, what did Hemingway um, say? Beautiful. There's something about the truth that has a ring to it. <laughs> and when you hear it, you want more of it because you we really know do. that Jesus is the truth. Right. I mean, that's explicit in John's gospel. So, so, so for me, this list we wanted to put together to let you know, it's like, hey, I didn't have a conversion. All of a sudden, now I, uh, I'm, I'm a learned man. It, it's taken a lot of effort and time. Mm-hmm. And, and there's that's, a lot of shoulders we've been yeah, climbing from, up on from in this. spiritual direction yeah, to you know classes completely. and you're getting your masters and right. me basically working on my own masters mm-hmm. yeah know, basically yeah. I'm, without having to pay I, for I'm, anything yeah I'm just school of Bob I, I, I'm doing it for fun <laughs> so that's yeah a, church fathers you. <laughs> Well, when I come home, hey, do you happen to have uh, the council of uh, the Chaldees? Oh, well, yes, I do. Oh, sure. Yes. So I, this is the conversation. These that are we things have over we now dinner. talk, which we this has never been conversation. Yeah, so this is just this is an evolution of. But don't of things. we don't want you guys to feel like, oh, okay, well, this is what it means to be. No, it's just it's part of the journey. That if you know the the purpose of our lives is to know, love, and serve God. So the first part we've already talked about. What does that mean? We talked about the mind. We had a three part series. On metanoia, how to change your mind. So the first part is to know with your mind, mm-hmm. okay? But it's to lead to the second part, which is an act of the will, the love. So yeah. if all this learning and edu- education or studying doesn't learn to a, a, a bigger grasp of the truth, that you're just say, always yeah. trying to learn and learn and learn, and it doesn't move right. you all the, to do All the something. learning made me fall in love with yes. my faith. And, and the more and, I and, fall in love, the more I want to learn again, and know these, about it. And how these influential people on our lists packaged that truth. Yeah. Well, it's a big deal. Well, for me, for example, I work, I drive a truck a lot of times and, or I'm doing something where it's not mindless, but I can listen to something and, you know, like podcasts or audio books or, you know, YouTube videos or whatever. So my job allows me to do that. See, mine doesn't, but I have a lot of um, drive. I have a a long commute. And so that's when I would listen. Or, um, and also at the gym, 
I, I don't. I, I like to listen to my podcast. Yeah, at the see, gym. I can't. Oh. I cannot do that. At it. See, I, I, I. Workouts for me, depending on my mood or what I'm doing. No, is, it makes music. time go by like that. Like, but I will. I, I have been listening to more worship music when I work out. Really, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, so who's going first? Uh, ladies first. Oh, ladies first. Well, at the top of my list, for sure. Uh, can I guess? Uh, I'm sure you already know. Father Mike Schmidt. Yes. Um, I really don't think that I'd be anywhere without his homily podcast, for sure. Yeah, it's And I remember first hearing about him was from you, and I immediately texted my best friend his picture, and I said, well, first of all, this guy's, you know, this, this priest is very... He's a handsome man, and but his homilies are phenomenal. He's a phenomenal speaker, and he knows how to take, like, pop culture, um, the relevance of the time. Okay, he watches Netflix. He watch, you know, he knows how to apply make the Apple, office. Yeah, the office. He knows how to apply pop culture to our faith and explain our faith in a way that's relevant. Because I'm like. Oh, the relevance that he spoke was like, wow, that's amazing. I remember sending his picture to him and be like, okay, check to out this. Friend, you mean? Yeah, check out this priest. Uh, he, this podcast is so good. You know, we were kind of listening it to the same thing. So her, her response was, well, you know, he's serious because <laughs> he was so like good looking. good looking. So she's like, he's got to be really serious about his faith. And I thought that was really funny. Yeah, I guess funny. that's not as funny as... I thought you called him Father McHotty or something like that. I think mis- mixed... This was a long time McSteamy ago. McSteamy with like, the And then I anatomy. matured in my faith. I matured yeah. in my faith and I don't do that anymore. But whatever that is from Get Grace McSteamy, McHotty, whatever. I don't call him that anymore. I got the pleasure of meeting him, though, uh, at a Focus conference. Super humble, super humble guy. Yeah, very humble person. Maybe we'll put that on the... On the, the Instagram. It's not a good angle. I don't know. It is on my Instagram, meeting heroes. Anyway. Well, um, also, he is on my list. So. Yeah. So, and he's evolved big time. That's, as a what, I was, that was, that's yeah. what I was going to say. So, Go ahead. so when he started, uh, I don't even know. I think I just went into, you know, when, we, when I first started getting into the podcast, I would just type in Catholic. And then I was going through and I was like, oh, this is good. This is not good. And then I, I obviously, I wasn't judging him by his looks. I just clicked on it. And I listen to him, like, oh, this guy's good. But for me, this has been, I don't know, maybe, I mean, it's got to be eight years. How long have I listened to him? Oh, we were still living in Illinois when we started listening to Father Mike. So eight years. He's been working at his craft, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is, I know a lot of people don't understand that. Like, when a a priest gives a homily, you know the difference between a good homily and a bad homily. We'll put it it this way. He spends a lot of time on them. Famous Protestant type ministers like somebody like rick warren he said he spends at least eight hours on one homily so he puts well they forth, don't call them homilies they don't do call they? them hom- a message Me- yeah message is what they call it but there's an effort into it you know right. and, that, and i've heard that ta- a lot of priests talk about it that maybe in the seminary they do more on you know speech writing basically and yeah. you know public speaking because right. there's you know obviously that's a gift um, mm-hmm. but there's also practice because hard work in our house we know pays off pays off so hard work and practicing. So he's been working at it. Would and you say he was he um, on YouTube eight years ago? I think like maybe more like at um, conferences he gave and speeches that he gave. But I don't yeah. know if Ascension. So Ascension Presents also put put him out in all these different like mini. Yeah, and so he, that's how he videos. got really big that's because most people really weren't big. listening to Catholic stuff on podcasts. That they got yeah. he got big because of YouTube. You know, five yeah. five to ten minute videos of yeah, different topics, and he's got so he's got the 
And we're going to have links to all these different people in the show notes. So mm-hmm. if you're interested, we're not going to lead you astray. So click on them, mm-hmm. give them a try. They're good. Uh, you know, it, all the things that we're giving you, these are, like I said, the cream of the crop. Yeah. And we're popular. So if, you know, we're not the only ones that like He's got to be my most influential on this entire list would be him. So now he's got, he's got his homilies. He's a chaplain at the University of Minnesota Duluth. He does his homilies. He, he has those actually on YouTube, and he has them on podcast. He also has Ascension Presents with Father Mike Schmitz, which are, he has hundreds of oh, short gosh. short YouTube videos about different topics, now. maybe over 300. Yeah, because I, I assign those to my kids, like pick however many you want, or you know, pick pick what you want out of this really long list. It was like 297, I think the, you hit you over You do the podcast also. And then yeah, now he also is doing, you heard us talk about a Bible in a year. Yeah. So he's got three different things going on. Plus mm-hmm. he does tons of speaking stuff. So right. there's tons of information out there, uh, you know, for him, but we're going to link to he all He also that wrote stuff. a few books already also, as well. Few, for mm. Love by Love, um, uh, about same-sex attraction. Yes. He also has one on Pray, Worry, and Pray, Worry, or Pray, Don't Worry, and Decide. Oh, okay, yeah, because he's big on discernment and how to make decisions. That's a little mini book, uh, yeah, How to Make Decisions. Saint, mm-hmm. uh, Francis de Sales, mm-hmm. I think, book. Mm-hmm. So that's a short book on how to how to discern and make decisions. So mm-hmm. we're going to link to all that stuff, and he is excellent. And also, quick story. I don't know if you know this one. Uh-oh. So he also, before he became a priest, he he tried out for a role in a movie, and he was runner-up in the part to be Batman and Robin, to be Robin. He, he, instead of Chris O'Donnell? Instead of Chris O'Donnell. Uh-huh, that, I think you did that. Was that one of, that yeah. was one of the stories. I believe it. Focus things. I so believe he, it. He almost d- didn't become a priest and it was going to be a, a Hollywood. Thank but he's God all, but for he's, rejection But sometimes. he's also <laughs> real big into fitness. He's a CrossFitter. Yes. He's done ultra marathons. Uh, uh, his Iron family, Man's. Iron Man's. Mm-hmm. And uh, cross country skiing, and his family are the real. They're all do- his dad and all his family are like doctors and stuff. Yeah. So he he brings in real world. He's like he seems like a guy that we'd be hanging out with, but he's a right. priest, and he's you know he's a good priest. So and he makes the faith relevant and applicable, and a way that you can understand it and truly just live it and chew on it and and understand it and that well, rele- Bible in the Year was a number one podcast of. Yeah. Like for a while. Yeah. So yeah, with the Bible in the year, he he reads. They they have a reading plan. They they read like one to two chapters a day, and then like a psalm or a proverb, and then it's a short prayer, and then a, a short. Then he br- explains breakdown. it. Short, makes, yeah. Sometimes when you're like, to, "What is 20 that?" Twenty to thirty yeah. minutes tops. Mm-hmm. So and we've been doing that. It. Today's date one eighteen. One eighteen. Yeah. We're really enjoying. So we yeah, want to that's thank amazing. The, thank you, Father Mike, thank for you, Father all Mike. you do. If you yes. ever listen to this. Yeah. So. <laughs> That, all right. that is your number one, so That's I can cross my, well, that off my list. We're not numbering them, but well, I mean, if we one. were, he would be my most influ- He would win the award for most influential for sure. He he was like that. That's the door to Catholic media. I think that's the door into the podcast world. Honestly, you never listened to podcasts. You did. I never did. I never listened to podcasts until I listened to him. And then my other person on the list was my second. Uh, podcast I listened to and really only listened to those two for a while because and the time. But yeah, yeah, I've listened to so many. Yeah, um, way more multiple, than me for multiple sure. times. Also, the the ones. So my the first one I had on my list was which I've already touched on before is Matthew Kelly. Mm-hmm. Matthew Kelly's from uh, Dynamic Catholic. He's actually Australian, mm-hmm. and he's got some really great speeches. But he's he's also famous for uh, a lot of books. And 
I read the book. I got the book, Rediscover Catholicism, and I literally read it, and I started to do all the things that were in it. That's how I started. One of the chapters was, you know, one toward the other, the number seven, I think, was spiritual reading. So I'm like, okay. So I started buying all these books and different books. So he was the one who kind of started the journey for me to, to start. He's your door dying. opener. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So his, his website is Dynamic Catholic. Um, but I've read, I think, all of his books, really. And they're excellent. They're all easy to read. Mm-hmm. A lot of the... A lot of the church, they have a program where they were giving away books. You just had to pay shipping, so you can give them away at church, like on Christmas and Easter for when people come back. You might even have one on your bookshelf and not even know it. <laughs> yeah. So like his books, Rediscover Catholicism, The Four Signs of a Dynamic Catholic, I've read Call to Joy, I've read Rhythm of Life, excellent. Resisting Happiness. Yeah, I was going to say Resisting excellent. Happiness is a good one. Um, and then he's got uh, Rediscover Jesus, Rediscover the Saints, the biggest lie in the history. The biggest lie in the history of Christianity. Christianity. The dream manager I read. So. Um, I think. Oh, and it perfectly yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's got a lot of books. Yeah, a lot of books. But I'd have to say, like, out of all of his books, and he does have this in a lot of them, I think the biggest thing I could take away from Matthew Kelly the best would be version the, of yourself. Well, oh, but, oh, yeah, being the best version of your. Well, three things then: being the best version of yourself, the prayer process, correct, and the prayer, the transformation prayer. Those three are. If, if I were to say from Matthew Kelly that I got the most from would be those three, and I definitely pray the prayer process pretty regularly. That prayer of transformation, I was praying every day for a while, having my students pray it. And so. we'll link to all these things that we're talking about, so don't don't pull over the car and like no. write it down. We're going to have it there. You can <laughs> click on it in the details. Yeah, I'm going to have all the links to that. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, and his other thing would be, he always talks about holy moments. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, being a saint seems so overwhelming, but can you be holy right now? Can you stop yeah. right now and do in, something in that's small holy? things, right. And holy right. just means to be set apart, to be different. To, to not do what everybody cr- else is doing. Yeah, to, to you know, sanctify the moment. You, mm-hmm. If you can do it in a moment, then you can stretch moments together. Yeah, you know, and that's 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 the biggest that's lie. In, that's the biggest lie in Christianity lie that, you can't, that you can't be a saint. Yeah, and our goal in life is to be a saint. Mm-hmm. It's either you're going to be uh, and, as, and honestly, as one of my guys saint. says that I'm going to preemptive here and not say it, but it's either you're going to be a saint or you're going to hell. I mean, that's basically well, yeah. that's it. You're going to heaven or going to hell. Mm. And if you want to go to heaven, you have to be a saint. Mm-hmm. So, well, that is being the best version of yourself. If we, if God created us specifically with unique gifts and talents that were designed just for us to live our purpose, being a saint is living your purpose. It's being your best version. It's being who God designed you to be. Cooperating completely, cooperating with His grace and His purpose for your life. That yes. is it. And so, and it is finding those little God moments, those holy moments to. To draw. Just allow him to work through you and get out of his way, you know? That's most and I do really see that in that prayer process, prayer of transformation, is it almost a surrender, like, work through me. Work through me, God. I give it to you. What do you want me to do today? Like, how do you want me to change the world through me? You know, like, help me to to help you kind well, of Well, that's just so. a good lesson in, in, in general, and it's actually is going to go into my number two, or uh, number two on my list. What he would always say is that uh, it's probably the most basic thing in Christianity is just to stop and say, God, what do you want me to do? Mm-hmm. You know, too much is what I want to do, but do we st- not only do- should we stop and ask the question, the, the, the next part is the hardest part to stop. <laughs> Listening for the answer. And listen, that's <laughs> yeah. the hard part. It's it's usually, uh, yeah. you know, talk, 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 uh, mm-hmm. you know, you know and, and less... 
what is it? God gave us two ears and one mouth because yeah. we're supposed to be doing twice as much listening as, as we do talking. <laughs> I know I struggle with that. I struggle with that too. I do too. So my number two on the list, but probably my number one in my heart, uh-oh. Dr. Peter Kreeft. Oh, I thought he was going to be your number one. But yeah, but I guess if you're I going just, in order of influence, yeah. definitely Matthew Kelly brought you into Peter Kreeft's because you got Dr. Kreeft's books through Dynamic Catholic because you could go on Dynamic Catholic, right, and get a book for, for free. free. You, you just, just have, have to, to pay, pay shipping. shipping. What was the first Peter Kreeft's book? that you? And it was from Dynamic Catholic. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Dr. Peter Kreeft, is a, he's a philosopher at... Uh, philosophy professor at the University of uh, Boston, uh, Boston College. College. He's at Boston mm-hmm. College, but he also teaches a couple other places. But he has written over 80 books now. He's just he's over, his he's mind. Per, he's so smart. He literally wrote a book on logic. But he's, he his, is his, so... He's not, but it's not just yeah. religious stuff. He's mm-hmm. on philosophy. So, you know, he, Practic- te- he teaches Plato and Socrates, and he also writes books where it's... Uh, like what would you, if Jesus was having a conversation with Karl Marx, or he was going to have a conversation with Socrates, and what that would look like? Mm-hmm. And it's 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 very interesting. And he also, uh, I don't know, like I said, he's read. I haven't read all of them, but eighty well, books I've read. Well, you can, I've read. How, a how lot. many do you think you've read of Doctor Crave's books? Uh, at least twelve, I think. Twelve books. Jesus Shock. Jacob's go. Ladder. That was a really good one. You what's read the I think, one? What's the one where he had a conversation with Jacob's Socrates? Ladder. Jacob's Ladder. Oh, that's Jacob. That I read that one. Steps on the way so up. Good. Um, How to be holy is probably my favorite. That's I like one of Jesus his, Shock. Jesus Shock is really good. <clears throat> How to be holy is really good. It's led me to reading these other three books that I keep talking about: mm-hmm. the Brother Lawrence's Practicing the Presence, mm-hmm. uh, the A Way of a Pilgrim, and uh, Divine Occult. Abandonment to Divine Providence, mm-hmm. my father. Uh, uh, does he mention he mentions yes, them in his books? Yeah. Yes, he does, and that one I would highly I would put that up there with those other ones. It would be a good book to read first before you read some of those other ones if you're into reading. But I know most people don't do a lot of reading. Right. I think the statistic is like people that actually read books. It's like one percent of the people, and like the people who buy books, it's like a crazy percentage who actually read them. People buy, like to that buy them. That sounds right. A lot of people like to buy them and like put them on a shelf, or they start them, <laughs> they don't finish them, but. Yeah, at uh, least they bought them. Well, at least then they give them to the thrift store because then yeah, I go and get them. Then you go and I get go them and get them for forty cents at the thrift uh, store, and then on half price days. Half price day, watch out! Cents. I come home with a th- so, hundred um, of them. For Doctor Doctor Craft, for me, I like that he takes very complex ideas with philosophy and logic. But I think the genius of him is that he does make them understandable for a simpleton like me. Like I can read what he wrote and I, I might have to read it three or four times, but then I'll, but then I understand it and it all makes sense. And it's, and it's, well, that's what they said. It is mind blowing. That's what they said. The, gen- you know, the genius is, is those people who can communicate in a, in a concise way where it isn't just trying to say words just to say words. Right, it not million smart. dollar words. It's, no, he it has takes... million dollar phrases. Yes. His one liners are so good. Yes. And I think his favorite, I can, let me see if I can remember it. That abortion mm-hmm. is the antichrist's uh, manifesto. Ma- manifesto mm-hmm. of the the opposite of the Eucharist. That because uses it the same words. Mm-hmm. This is my body. Like he has so many like zingers was, and one liners. Yeah. They're like wow. They hit you and they're like whoa. Yeah. They knock you over. So if, if you're one of those people who don't like to read or don't have audiobooks, all of these people also have YouTube talks because all yeah. these people became, you know, if you're an author, you all you well, write, you talk about your book, or you have interviews, mm-hmm. so there's tons of stuff. So the way to spell it is K-R-E-E-F-T. And yeah. he always makes the joke. It's Peter Kraft. He said, uh, it's rock, 
lobster because Kraft means lobster in like Dutch oh, or something. Okay. But he's also a convert from. He was raised a Calvinist. Calvinist, I was going to say. So he read himself into the church by mm-hmm. which way everybody who right. becomes Catholic That's who's actually a convert my next. usually yeah. are reading the church fathers. Um, but 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 if you aren't a reader, because I'm not always yeah, the best. As reader, I said, YouTube. Jesus, no, Jesus Shock is a very easy read. It's very short, and so if it's and if you're going to read a Doctor Craft book, he that also one's has the book. a podcast. Yeah. Um, um, I want to and his website also has tons and tons of like just articles and ideas, mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. But he's very stuff. prolific speaker and writer. Yeah, totally. Um, He's great. But then he also led me to, you know, Dostoevsky mm-hmm. and uh, the Brothers Karamazov. I read that, and he's into... And he uh, does that whole book on um, Aquinas. He does the Summa. He's, yeah, he's an he expert. He does a, he's a summary of in, the Summa. Yeah. So and the Summa is like 5,000 pages long. Right. So he's an expert on it. If you have to study the Summa for a class, right? That he's got, it's called, I think it's called he's, the Summa of the Summa. I think it's called the Summa of the Summa, he yeah. He also that. has another one. It's called Practical Theology of Thomas Aquinas, which mm-hmm. I read. Yeah, I've read bits and pieces of that as well. So yeah, if you want to if you want to go deep into stuff, he can go deep. But if you just want just practical, mm-hmm. very practical. He's a he. I believe now he's got cancer. He's lost his hair. So yeah. keep him in your prayers. I, I pray for you all the time, Doctor Kraft. <laughs> Thank you for for how you've helped me in my journey. Yeah. All right. So speaking of converts who investigated their way into truth, that's my next one, which um, Jennifer Fulweiler. Oh yeah. So that's not she, on my list. I didn't think so. So she was a an atheist, um, raised atheist, uh, and she is. She basically that's it. She researched her way into the Catholic into Catholicism. It's so her 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 book is called Something Other Than God, and it kind of tells that story. Spoiler alert: she becomes Catholic. So she, um, it's kind of like a do I think God exists thing into if he did exist, which religion's the right one, you know, all these different things, you know, who Jesus was. They basically, her and her husband, her husband's a lawyer. She worked for, um, like, the te- in the tech world um, in Texas. And wasn't he going to be, like, something, like... With Google, like he would have been yeah, like oh, the yeah, number both, five employee oh, sh- or sure. something if he like, would have if So she ended up going from like this bougie lifestyle of atheist living like, in, you know, to a mother of six within a matter of like eight Homeschooler. years. Homeschooling mom. <laughs> anyway, she's to me, she's really funny. She had her own radio show for a while on um, Catholic Sirius XM radio. And I think she's really funny because she's another one. I like relevance. I like if you could take what's going on in the world and apply it to my faith, I like you. If you can take pop culture and apply it to faith, I like you. Like I want to, I want to be in the world, not of the world. And I think that she just she watched the same shows I watched, and she would talk about them, and she had the same humor I had. And so she I had just red hair also. She has a red yeah, she's red hair. Like I just feel like she became my. I know we don't believe in these, but she became my spirit animal. And she too, I got to meet her and get her autograph. And a focus conference. It was and like my it was like my Disney World being there. <laughs> but um, but she now left that and is just pursuing stand up comedy because she wants to represent the Catholic mothers out there in the stand up comedy world because there aren't too many. 
<laughs> I don't know. Anyway, she's an awesome author. But we, we, she's really funny. She has a podcast. But we also went to go see her. Oh, yeah, we went to see her we do her stand-up. And it was being filmed in, in the Chicago area. It's actually on Amazon Prime. It is on Amazon. We'll link to that on Prime. Yeah. She does a... It was actually pretty good. She, yeah. She was funny. And she I had mean, two guys that opened up. Yeah. One was a... I think his name is Matt Burke. He was a... He's Catholic. He's got a big family. Yeah. But he like went to Harvard. Or he went to a, uh, an Ivy League school, but he was also a Super Bowl champ for I think for the Ravens. He was like a tackle. Mm-hmm. So he was on there, and then another guy. Um, but her, all of her podcasts um, were samples from her radio show over the years, and they're still very relevant. Those are still um, in podcasts. But she does have a new show. It's a little bit more comedy than it was like talking Catholic stuff. But she still mentions, like she still speaks of issues with faith and things. And so I'll put that put that in there too. But she does have a YouTube channel. She does her podcast on YouTube now, um, and she's really funny on Instagram. I, I just, I really. I don't know. I connect with her humor. I connect with her um, tie-ins, again, of pop, pop culture and faith. I, cool. I, I really like that, yeah. All right, my next one would be, he's not Catholic. Can I guess? You mentioned him already, yeah. Rick Warren. No. Oh. C.S. Lewis. Oh, oh yeah. C.S. Lewis. Well, I read Mere Christianity, and that if you haven't read Mere Christianity, if you're not even Catholic, if you're just kind of, you know us and you're trying to check out what we're doing or, or you're in the faith, it's a good book. I mean, it really lays out the arguments in a way that are practical, commonsensical. For and, those that don't know, this is the author of The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, The Chronicles um, of the Narnia. The Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. He's, and he, was a, he was he an atheist convert? Or, I don't, or think, is I don't that... think, no, he was an Oxford professor, super smart guy. He actually uh, was in World War One. And so was uh, J.R.R. Tolkien. He was friends with Tolkien. Now, Tolkien was a Catholic, right? Tolkien was a Catholic. They were they were part of a group called the Inklings, I believe. Then they would meet, they would write stories to each other, and they would meet in a pub, and they would drink beer, and they talk about these stories. And he, yes. and uh, C.S. Lewis wrote the Chronicles of Narnia, and J.R.R. Tolkien wrote the Lord of the Rings. And Tolkien would give him a hard time because the <laughs> Narnia was kind of more for kids. Uh-huh. Lord of the Rings is, you know, it more. It is kind of what, a grown-up version kind of, of grown up. Narnia. So they were kind of, you know. But he was um, always trying to t- turn him Catholic. That was the point. So, thing. no, uh, he was an atheist. He was uh, rejected Christianity in his early teens, lived as an atheist through his 20s, okay. and then... Um, he was a convert. So again, look at the, the zeal of the converts yeah. are no, nothing can match that because I think you, you really, you have a different appreciation for something. Like that it's like, we'll put it this like, way. It's, it's put it this way. The way I, I talk about it, it it's like the, if it's, okay. Say like uh, someone gives you a car, say someone gives you a car mm-hmm. versus that I had to save all my money. I worked for it and I bought the car with my own money. Yeah. That I, those people, whether if you're, you know, whatever, it's a nice car or not, it doesn't matter. But when you put in the time and you put in the effort and you do it, you you tend to appreciate things more than if it was just handed to you. You take it for granted. Yeah. But me, my very first car, I worked and worked and worked and mm-hmm. worked. I started working at fifteen. Just I saved up. I you. saved up eleven hundred dollars and I bought a nineteen eighty one Color Supreme. But yeah. that thing was clean. And I kept it clean, and I washed it every this week. This is like a rap song, but I kept it clean. Well, I did, but that was my uh, that I 
took care of it because yeah. I, my mom and dad didn't have the money to give it to me. And if I wanted to drive it, I had to work and put gas in the car and pay my own insurance. Yeah. So I took care of that car. Right. And then I parlayed it into an 86 IROC 5.7 okay. with T-Tops. We, we did your conversion about. story last week. All right. So, so um, the C.S. Lewis has that. So the other books I would recommend that I read, uh, Weight of Glory, excellent. Uh, Four Loves, which I don't know if we taught. The Four Loves has to oh, do with so the, wor- the word love. That could be its own. You know what? We need to do just a podcast on, the four on loves. That. So the on Greeks, the the, well, I think it's more than four, but the four they concentrates on. Mm-hmm. The word love is kind of thrown thrown out like I love pizza, I love my mom, I love to do whatever. Mm-hmm. So the the Greeks, the word actually, I think it's eight different ones, but the four is storge, uh, which is just like a just like like you love pizza. Yeah, eros, which eros e r o s, which would it be means like desire, desire. So it which could would be. be like it where the word be, erotic comes from. It could be sexual, but it doesn't necessarily, doesn't necessarily have, have to, be. to be. Then philia, which would be brotherly love. Which is higher than eros because it lasts longer. And That's then, why people who get married say, I want to marry my best friend. Right. Because it's not just about the sexual attraction or the desire. It's Or the city of Philadelphia, the yeah, city, city of, of brotherly, brotherly love. love. And then the last one, which would be agape. Agape, which is so he goes through laying each down one. your life. And to be honest, most of, these pe- most of these books, if they're not on audiobook... YouTube a lot of times has someone reading the book. You can mm-hmm. get these for free a lot of times yeah. on YouTube. So, um, uh, way to glory. Also, we went. Remember, we went to your mom bought tickets and we went downtown. Screw tape. We went and seen the screw tape letter. I the wasn't play. mature in my faith then. No, I, don't I wasn't think I either. That was like right anything when, that was happening. I thought it was performed kind of weird, and I was, was just kind of like, "What but, is this?" But so to, I would like to also, go see that again. And this ties in. It's crazy because uh, Peter Kreft. I went right before that. He was. He's a huge expert in C.S. Lewis also, and he actually has a book and he has a talk like Screwtape Letter. Like if I was – basically mm-hmm. Screwtape Letter is the, the the devil and how he would get well, Christians a, to yeah, fall a away, demon. a demon mm-hmm. to get away from the faith. And so he goes very through practical. and says like for today like how he would do it and what he would do. It's very yeah. good. Uh, Father Mike uh, refers to C.S. Lewis a lot. A lot. Everybody – a lot – a lot of people does, and Peter Kreft actually has a book because he does. I was he does these conversations. It's actually one of his newest ones. I read it's it's called Sim, Symbol Substance or nothing or something like that. But it's it's an imaginary conversation that C.S. Lewis would have had with J.R.R. Tolkien mm. and Billy Graham Aww. talking about the Eucharist. Oh, wow. Because C.S. Lewis was an Anglican. Yeah. Now, Anglican are like our cousins, but they fell away in the secession with Henry VIII. I was going to say, is that so Henry VIII? Lo- they, yeah, they okay. lost the apostolic secession, but they still have sacraments. They still have stuff that's not mm-hmm. valid, but but they're, they have a liturgy. They have, it's not... Do they it, believe it, in true presence? <clears> they <throat> do not, but C.S. Lewis... Oh, okay. Actually, I was just reading a book today that Father uh, Dwight Londecker was talking about. The word mere Christianity was more true Christianity, the way he was trying to mean it. But he, J.R. Tolkien kept messing with him about it. They had a lot of conversations about it, about whether or not it is true. He called it the Blessed Sacrament, though. So he did show reverence to it, but he didn't quite make it the jump from Mm -hmm. just a symbol. That's real. Yeah. All right. Uh, Who's, who's, is it me? Yeah. Okay. Uh, My next one, my fave, Patrick Madrid. Patrick Madrid. That's what I now... Okay, so after I started teaching theology, Patrick Madrid is a um, Catholic apologist. So uh, apologist doesn't mean I'm sorry in the Catholic (laughs) world. Uh, It means that uh, someone who's able to articulate the faith and and in defense of um, 
Church uh, so, doctrine so, and teaching. Right. So he actually, um, he's another author that's written a ton of books. Uh, he also has more, there's more like articles and um, papers published by him than there are books. Like, and it's all in Catholic Answers because that was his start. Anyway, he has a radio show on Relevant Radio and he's my new fave. I listen to him on a regular basis. I like to get his view of the world. I like to see his view of the news um, I feel like he is my dad that is telling me everything's going to be okay and this is how you need to view things from your yeah. faith. And, and people call into his show and ask questions about the faith, which is really good for me teaching theology. It always, I always felt um, equipped to answer the questions of my students, as well as, you know, there were some things that people would call in. You never know what they're going to call in for. It's actually, that's why I think it's so interesting. Um, and it, the kids even like to listen to his show sometimes. And Our kids. Uh, like our kids. Um, yeah, Brayden like wants to call in. Brayden and Avery, they both want to call in, but we're always, so I promised them this summer that we will. Well, he also has the radio show. It's also on. They release it on a podcast, so mm -hmm. there's no commercials. And oh yeah, I never listen to it live because I can't. Hours, I'm at work. Was it's, it three hours a day? It's three hours. Yeah, and I honestly, with commercials and everything, it's not. It's, it's not on the podcast. And again, that's another one that I just I don't listen to all of them. And you know, it's just well, I turn the, on the the new day. A lot of the a lot of the beginning is like banter about the news, like so him you just and his. Can skip through. It. No, I listen to. That's what I want to listen to oh, because yeah, I want I want his take on what's going on in the world um, through him and his producer. They just kind of talk about things. They research top news stories and have those conversations. I, I, that, I actually look forward to that more than I do the And the you're, getting, you're getting the Catholic perspective, too. So That's if, why, yeah. So, if, so you can watch, like, a, say, Fox News, watch CNN, watch them both, and they but get the Catholic. But then Patrick Madrid will give me the Catholic try to perspective give that the, gives me both. The both <laughs> and. That's what... It's it's the both end with through a Catholic lens, and that's why I like to listen to him because it's not like a it's not politically charged. It's well, just for him too, I I think what, where I like him, he's not on my list. But what I like about Patrick Madrid is his approach because when you know some people call in kind of be me, like his approach is so Beautiful. like like a grandfather. Like he's yes. been doing it for a long time, so it's his calm. approach is so calm. He's it's so with thought love. out. It's with love, he, respect. It's exactly what somebody should be defending the faith mm -hmm. how they should do it so it's a great example on how to deal with yes. these difficult questions because there's nothing wrong with questioning our faith the faith no. seeking understanding we are faith seeking understanding and that is exactly it and so he says that he says you know what there's nothing wrong with asking questions that's why I'm here call in at any time you know um, there's nothing that I that I won't feel to answer and it's and he'll 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 read emails from angry people on both sides of the spectrum you know, yeah. people think he's he's too Con conservative. too conservative. People think he's too liberal. Like ev he doesn't please either side, and I think that's why I like him because and no, loves, you shouldn't please he, either he loves side. Taco Tuesday, I know that, yeah. and he's got a great mustache. <laughs> yeah, and he's and he's um, in another he's perspective, he's half he's grandkids. he's half Mexican, so I like that he has that Hispanic perspective too. I don't know, I just really like all culturally. all around culturally. Yeah, so I, I, his, I really uh, love him. What was him. the book? I oh, um, surprised by truth. It's like mm -hmm. a, it's a, it's yeah. a, it's a book of different. He like, didn't write it. He put it together. Put it yeah, because mm -hmm. it's one. it's all these different people who were from different. However, there's people from that book. There are people that buy copies of Surprised by Truth and pass them out, and so you'll get random phone calls. Sometimes he'll get a random phone call from a person who converted to the faith because someone gave them his Surprised by Truth book. Like at a 
at a restaurant at a store, really random yeah, stories. Yeah, and I remember I heard the story. Yeah, the guy who would keep it behind a counter. Keep it like behind I a would tell him to hand him that yeah, book. Yeah, you gotta hand this lady that book right now. And he's like, right now? And 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 the lady said, I can't believe that this book came into my hands. The moment it came into my hands and she called in the show, she's like, I just have to tell you. And it's very emotional. I don't know. I just love, <laughs> it's my feel good. It's my go-to. It's like, he's my safe space. And, and he's <laughs> also on YouTube. The, so much. He, he does. He, he does a lot at the university of Steubenville uh, conferences and, uh, he actually had his own apologetics class, not through Steubenville, for, but through another university. You can actually take an apologetics class well, he, with him as your professor. What are the conferences? Defending the faith. There's a couple different mm-hmm. ones where he's yeah. He's a spe- he's a speaker that travels the entire correct. world actually right now um, as well. So he's just great. I love him. He's my safe space. So yeah, like I said, all these mm-hmm. will be all their different medias and stuff. We're, we're gonna we're gonna try to link some of the cool stuff to it. Uh, so my next one would be. Dr. Scott Hahn. Dr. Oh, Scott convert Hahn. convert as Another well. Another convert. So he many was converts actually, on the list. He was a, a, a Calvinist uh, preacher, and he read himself into the faith through the Church Fathers, and mostly John 6. He got stuck on John 6, which talks about the uh, I am the bread of life discourse in the Eucharist. He's so. very... Um, Biblical, very He's a uh, biblical scripture, scholar. Old Testament. Yeah. He understands the Old Testament, right? Very, he understands very... it all. Yeah, he, his thing is well, the I mean, uh, St. The... Paul Center. Mm-hmm. So he's very, he's very, he, he's going to go down as yeah one of the, the better biblical theo- uh, theologians mm-hmm. of, of the 20th century for sure. He wrote a ton of books. He wrote well. a ton of books. He has a lot of good talks. The Fourth Cup. If you want to get like your mind blown by understanding the Eucharist and what really happened at the Last Supper and on the Passion, that he that ties, talk he ties is, the, the fourth cup has to do with tying oh into gosh, the Passover, the Ju- understanding Jewish tradition. Yeah, the Passover, the fourth cup. Oh my gosh! Real, we're not going to get into the weeds, so we'll, we'll yeah. link to that. There's a book. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got. Re- I think he's written over fifty books. Yeah. Reasons to believe. I read the Lamb's Supper. Which breaks down uh, the book of Is Revelation, like the, oh, the book of Revelation okay. that it's not like you know what the doom and gloom and the rapture no, and all that stuff. No, the it's, la- the, the la- it's it's about okay. the mass, mm-hmm. uh, Holy Mary, Mother of God, a book on Mary, and he likes to go through because he used to be an anti-Catholic. It says mm-hmm. he was anti-Catholic, so he's writing like on all the attacks and all the things that he would go against people like well Mary and this and he was an actual saints. preacher, right? Correct. Did you yeah. say that already? Okay, sorry. Yeah, and then oh, yeah, his wife was super mad. Like he, like she didn't convert right away. He actually mm-hmm. went to Marquette University in, in Milwaukee, and he stumbled in. He was curious. He went to like a day mass, and he sat in the and back. He, and he was very well versed in Jewish tradition and the Bible. Um, the and Bible. During the mass, he was like, "What is going on?" Because he had never and, been to a mass. But no, but he knew everything because of Jewish tradition and, and the Bible. The like, Bible. Well, that's from this. And He's like, "Oh, I know where that's from. I know everything. From everything that they're doing." So. He's 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 very cool. He's very cool. Once you get, like you said, down into those weeds of under trying to really understand what's going on, it's more more you know trying to grow deeper. That's intellectual. And intellectual. So maybe not be for everybody, but right. but it does bring. But you they very all deep know. And he's got a great. He's got a great voice. Also, he's a very soothing mm-hmm. grandfather. Yeah, and, yeah. That's your grand. I put my grandpa. Teaches, you put your grandpa. <laughs> and he teaches at uh, Steubenville, and his mm-hmm. I think one of his sons is a, a couple of sons oh, are priests. I'm, and yeah, I'm sure they. So are, he's yeah. super involved. So he, yeah. he's good. All right, you're up. Okay, I've really fallen in love with hearing his talks. Um, just recently, is Fulton Sheen. Um, recently. 
Yeah, I never really listened. I mean, no. I, I listen to Fulton Sheen every once in a while. It's um, venerable re- Fulton Sheen. Yes, he will be a saint. Soon to be this, saint, blessed. They okay, paused, so this they paused, is a, they paused because they're fighting over ridiculousness. His body and so, his remains. Um, he Peoria. was a bishop in New, New York. York, but he's from Peoria, right? Yeah. Okay, so Peoria. that's why it's it's like a fight over who gets him. It's so ridiculous. No, anyway, it's a lot more than I know. That, I know. So anyway, but he, he was, was from the forties, fifties, sixties, seventies. I would say he's our very first social media or media um, televangelist, televangelist of, for the for Catholicism. So he had records. the number one show on TV on television every for week. A he would basically time. give a lecture but he's so lesson. Good. But you may, but if you don't know who we're talking about, he maybe you've you've seen on TV is a big. Like anyone now who uses a chalkboard and writes on, remember Glenn Beck did that for a while. Yeah. Like they got the chalkboard. <laughs> that was him. You know, he'd always write JMJ he, on the top and then he'd get, yeah. he'd get to. But the thing about him is that you could listen to something that, that, that he recorded in 1947, right? I'm listening to this thing he recorded in 1947. And it is incredibly relevant to today. It's incredible the things that he says about our about our at lack of you know or about our apathy as as a people about um, about just things wrong with he was our a culture very and society. Communist, that's very anti communist. Very anti communist. But just and finding inherent dignity and in other in, in other the value and the worth and just living out the faith. It's well, so he's very, relevant. I think he had five degrees. He spoke, you know, Latin. He's another Hebrew, one. He that, knows all the languages. Yeah, he but studied he's another in Rome one. for a long time. Very cerebral. He can take complex difficult things and ideas make and make it really easy to understand well, and I apply. Say really easy, oh, I, to, for me, I I I love every time I listen to him. I'm like. Well, some of his stuff is really accessible. Some of the stuff, if you read, like, Lift Up Your Soul and some of these other things where they're a little bit more complex. Okay, I'm, but I'm what listening I would to su- the easy stuff. Well, he, there, there's a couple of <laughs> podcasts that have his stuff. His show was called Life is Worth Living. Mm-hmm. I believe there's there's tons of those. There's books. There's shows. And each show is a different topic. And then there's all kinds of other programs. We'll link to the different podcasts. There's tons of YouTube videos. Yeah. But his famous book is called Life of Christ. Mm-hmm. And he goes through the whole life of Christ and it is unbelievably that yeah. is the top five Catholic book you have to read. Yeah, I mean, it's just it, ha- it, it it's in on everybody's list. So if you're interested in starting a book so on the life of Jesus, that's it. This is probably one of the most accessible books. It mm-hmm. is all scriptural uh, and scripture, and he's all like the background and st- all the information and how he ties it together. And he's a great writer. Is he on your list? He is. Oh, good. Okay. I just, I I never realized six of his books. I always thought I knew he was great. I knew he had great one liners. I knew his books were great. But in all honesty, I always thought, oh, you know, that's in the 40s and the 50s. Again, I like things that are relevant that I can tie into, you know, our culture today and apply. And when I started hearing that one talk, like I, I believe it was on prayer, I, I couldn't get, again, once I get, once I get exposed to truth, I'm, I'm hungry. I want like I'm like, well, I want more Sheen talks. Or when I want to go to like a very like calm spiritual place, I listen to Fulton Sheen, and it always like kind of grounds me. And yeah, I'm, I melt away. Stress just melts off of me just hearing his voice because it's like these well, were it's the just same. Crazy word. to know no, that he was that. These popular. Were the, these were the same too. Worries, this was mainstream. Though, but this think, was mainstream. But we have to stop thinking. That in our time, that we are, oh, we're this generation that has all these new problems. No, we are not. Every generation 
kind of has the same problems. There's nothing like, new there's under nothing the sun. There's nothing new. And we just have to live our faith. So I'm listening to someone who's talking about something in 1940 or 1950 something. And it, I can completely take what he's saying and apply it to the year 2021. Like because that tells me from right the, there. It's, and it's universal. all from the Bible. And that mm-hmm. is the past, timeless. the present and timeless. the future. It is timeless. Yeah. So that, okay. he's good at tying it all together. So my, my next one would be, used to be Father Baron. Now it is Bishop oh, Baron. Bishop Baron, yeah. He is, he's so actually. He's, he's intellectual there, I think. Very intellectual. He's philosophical. He, he's the, I think he's the most influential Catholic on social media right now. He's number one. Besides the Pope. Pope, I think it's Pope. Then it's Bishop Barron. His Word on Fire organization. And his is funny how it all started. He was uh, a rector actually where I went to school for two years at mm-hmm. Mundelein at the seminary. But they have a college up there called the University of St. Mary of the Lake. They have a great lay leadership program and a, and a, but we would get the priest and their teachers would come in and do our classes and our retreats. Like on the Saturdays, we have eight hours with an awesome priest. He was gone before I was there. but Bishop the, Barron was Bishop gone Barron was gone from Mundelein, but yeah. he was the rector of the seminary. He was in charge there. So he he was super formed and he was forming other, other priests. So he started... He's currently the Bishop of Los uh, Angeles yeah, or... Auxiliary, uh, bi- auxiliary Bishop, Bishop of... of uh, uh, yeah, I think around San Bernardino area. Mm-hmm. So he... He started by doing his homilies, and I think he put them on like a WGN radio in the like a weird oh, time. Oh, I didn't know that. That's how he started, just doing his homilies. Mm-hmm. And then someone said, hey, you should put that on the internet or whatever. So then he made a, uh, one of the parishioners, actually, I think it was Father Connor's dad. Oh, okay. Like made the website for him, mm-hmm. and then it got picked up. And then, then YouTube, I think, started in like 2006 or so. Mm-hmm. And then he did his first vi- YouTube in like 2007. Oh, okay. And his first one, I think it was like, the departed where he he knew the entry into the relevance that you keep preaching on is that uh you know trying to take pop culture type stuff and trying to find an entryway for somebody who may not be mm-hmm. who goes to church may not be religious and he's taking movies and books and popular stuff in pop culture mm-hmm. and obviously they're not at perfect analogies or they don't go exactly with it but he can pull No, he's very good at putting it though finding pull, finding the nuggets p- pulling yeah. things out of it mm-hmm. and so so that's how I'm like, oh, okay. So he's from Chicago, and he went to Fenwick, I think. And mm-hmm. he, super smart. So he he came into the faith, like really getting into it through Aquinas also. So super smart guy. Uh, fast forward, he did the Catholicism series, which is a big thing, like on PBS, all stressing the beauty of the faith. Yeah, he's very big on... Um yeah, seeing Catholic beauty, media, beauty, beauty, beauty as that entranceway into faith, using beauty as that, um, that the first entryway. thing that we notice, you know. Um, he calls it the privileged way. Oh. No, that's what they say, the privileged way. So truth, beauty, goodness, mm. love. So he, he's uh, a good speaker. He's unbelievable speech. Well, but he's also he's going. He's meeting the culture. He's mm-hmm. he's recently spoke at Facebook. He's been at Amazon. He he just had a two hour conversation with uh, Dr. Jordan Peterson. He's willing to debate and talk to anybody. And because you know he just did, had a, a one with the famous atheist. He's uh, the cosmic skeptic Alex say, O'Connor. Oh, so a, all yeah. these different guys. He's he's they're engaging. So and now it's showing that you can have a conversation. A person of of the Catholic faith, someone of a different point point of view, um, someone of a, an atheist can have a conversation that is reasonable and intelligent and calm and 
we don't see that we on don't. media anymore. Well, unfortunately, but that is happening. Uh, with everything him. is just an argument Everything's for argument's sake. Yeah, arguments, arguments are always meant to be good to try to lead people closer to the truth, to truth. not to hate each other. At the end, it's yeah. like okay, I we can agree to disagree, or right. I can still love you as a person and not agree. But somewhere, right. you know, Carl Rogers would say the famous psychologist is that when you're talking to someone else, you have to assume that the other person knows something that you don't know. Yeah. That maybe be ninety five percent garbage but maybe there's a nugget there's a five percent something mm-hmm. in there that i can learn from even your right. enemies or whatever right. so if you're actually listening to people you can learn so and he's engaged with the in that without fear and there is no emotion i shouldn't say there is no emotions there is no um animosity there is no it's 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 a really beautiful thing to watch i think when yeah. de- having these debates or discussions openly and intelligently. intelligently. So yeah, he, he got moved from Chicago as a priest to the bishop because Pope Francis wanted to move him to LA mm-hmm. to get him more, get to him move right him into the belly the, of it. Well, into, he, he did all those movies, movie analysis, he did you know, all those and, things, and all those different really things. really popular yeah. on YouTube, but yeah. his organization weren't on fire. They actually have now, they have a huge organization of people. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're pu- pumping out all kinds of content, um, different yeah, series. Great. They actually just put out a Bible. I just ordered, uh, I actually just ordered it. It's just the, the the four gospels, and it's like huge, and it's all these church fathers and commentaries and stuff. So there's tons of resources. His organization's word on fire. Look him up. They're, He's definitely they're a good. A must. You know what? If you're not into reading and any of that, honestly, word on fire to follow just on Instagram is is all you need. Seriously, Thanks. to follow word on fire on Instagram yeah. is all you need. You get the little nuggets of truth. You get the analysis of sometimes of the movies in like a short blurb. Yeah. Actually, yeah, check out his YouTube stuff. Right, he's used to he, like they just you know he does Marvel stuff. He just did uh, WandaVision. They just did anything that's going on in pop culture. You know, he he does it from a philosophical and faith point of view. So it's not always just a, a Catholic perspective, but it's also f- uh, psychology, philosophy, things like that. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which is and really now cool. He's got a team of people helping him, and he's got a lot of great people on his team. Like Brandon Vaught runs it. I read his book, The Return. He's got ton Jared Zimmer. Mm-hmm. These, these other guys that he they're they're bringing together. I believe they're all in Texas. They're bringing all these people together. <laughs> they're working on so many different projects. Everybody's so in Texas, look, look man. on, uh, yeah, Word on Fire. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my next one um, is JP2. Okay. I know that's a big that's a big one, and we could probably spend a lot of time on him, but he's Saint Pope. Do you say Saint Pope or Pope Saint? Pope Saint Paul, some Pope Saint John Paul II, or do you say Saint Pope? John Pope Paul? Saint John Pope Paul, Saint Paul II, John Paul II or Saint Pope Saint. John Paul the Great? Mm, either way, he's amazing. And I'd, I'd have to say, you know, as someone who grew up under him being the Pope and not really paying attention that much to him, but still, it's like you couldn't avoid him, you know? Um, now looking back, him and Mother Teresa for sure are influential um, in how I view the world, for sure. I even have the tattoo on my wrist and uh, it's Be Not Afraid in his handwriting. And I fell in love with uh, Pope St. John Paul II at a focus conference where someone um, spoke about his life a little bit that I didn't know. I, I, there were so many things about him I didn't know. And the, the trauma and drama that that man endured throughout his life and just everything he encountered, it just, his faith solidified with every. Every blow. Yeah, and if you, if you don't know, it was first the Nazis, then the communists. Because so. he's from Poland. So, um, 
yeah, first the communists, then the Nazis, but then even just throughout his 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 his, his life and his being ordain, sh- being, being uh, tri- uh, attempted uh, they, assassination, right? That he went and I mean, I remember that as a child, knowing that someone shot the Pope, and then the Pope went and visited him and, and forgave, forgave him, him. Lis- heard his confession, or just forgave him in prison. And he gave um, him the bullet, I think. But then when you hear the story of the bullet and how it miraculously, tra- miraculously traveled through his body the way the it did. ambulance and like, yeah, yeah there, just, what's there that is ta- just there's a talk so about it. much about this man. So it was, it was yeah, we were at, a, I tell you, that Focus Conference made me fall in love with so many people, but definitely... If you him. don't know what focus conferences are, and if you have teenagers <laughs> or young adults, oh, if, someone if, in college, if for you, sure. If you want your kids to be more Catholic, find yes. a local focus conference. I am the newest focus. one is actually this summer in July in St. Louis this year. Well, so, um, Focus as an organization is the Fellowship of, of Catholic, Catholic University, University students. students, and um, we're actually we sponsor. we actually sponsor a Focus missionary. But we're going to have a Focus episode where we actually are going to talk to someone that used to be a Focus missionary. So we'll get into what Focus is and all that. But anyway, so JP2, I fell in love with him. And then so it made me want to take that, which I have talked to, uh, or talked about on previous episodes is the theology of the body, um, his masterpiece. And, and, and after reading that again, I just, I almost, for someone that was around in, when I was a, you know, a preteen and a teenager, I wish I would have seen what he wrote and what he said about my inherent dignity, my value, and my worth when I was in those formative years. And so it's just such a beautiful, amazing work. What's the other book? Uh, Love and Responsibility, his, uh, his other famous one. It's kind of the precursor. There's, he, he's the precursor. another one that wrote well, The a Theology bunch, of the Body you know? was, a, was a bunch it's, of homilies yes, that he right. put together for young people. No, for... Um, like for priests, or like for the kind, like it was. Uh, what are they called? They're called these sessions that he would have, and they just wrote them down over the course of like I think two or three years. And it was it's a complete analysis of 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 Genesis, Genesis. chapters two and three, and um, our our bodies and and what we're truly designed for and how to live. So it's I mean I just he's he's incredibly influential, and I just want to continue to learn more about him as um i feel like every time i find something else out about him i i dive deeper into you know what i mean i think what i read what i read uh, he's very influential on the gospel of life i read and some crossing the threshold of faith i think those are two short ones who wrote the book on his jason ever jason jason ever the five loves i think or something something like that yeah excellent if you want to intro into his life and his stories about going through nazi uh occupied nazism and Mm -hmm. and if you don't know the the communist stuff we were trying to have our, our uh our old uh our old priest friend, Father Jacek, who will. actually grew up in Poland mm-hmm. under, under the uh, under oh, the, yeah. the Cold War mm-hmm. and stuff. So he hopefully eventually after COVID and stuff is going to come over and give us a story about what it's like to be in a, uh, an occupied And what country. it was like for him to grow up and see uh, John Paul II come into, you know, that papacy and, and those things. I know he speaks of that... Um, as a huge influence on his life. So well, that would not be a only cool a big influence on, on, on you and on me, but on the world. I mean, he, with him, Reagan and Thatcher, they literally helped tear down, you know, the Soviet <laughs> union, literally. <laughs> right. So, yeah. I mean, the influence yeah. is what you're all influenced. feeling it today, whether yeah. you know it or not. I know. Yeah, so my next sure. one, let's see. 
Um, we had the same Father Mike, Fulton Sheen. I had the same. All right, this one, he's kind of newer to my uh, wheelhouse. I had listened maybe one or two things. His Father John Ricardo. Oh, okay. I've been, I don't know what he's it is. He's really good. He is, he's also very intellectual. He's a priest out of the Archdiocese of Detroit. He has a, a, you know, a podcast and some YouTube. Well, what he does is uh, films his talks. He gives, you know, like, like he talks, like speaking engagements to his, um, either his community or to communities in his diocese, and they film them. Or, yeah. you know, they record them, and then they put them out. And, yeah, I mean, they're just really good. He's he's a um, another one that takes complex ideas and puts it into easy ways for me to understand anyway. Yeah, he's you know? good. He, uh, and he also is really involved with interfaith dialogue. He's, like, really good friends with a Protestant, and they, like, preach at each other's church. Like, oh, they're I didn't that know good, that. They're that good of friends. And his organization, cool. I believe, is Acts 29, which is... Axe only goes up to 28, so 29 oh, is... us, our yeah, chapter. Us, yeah. um, so he was um, he was another one that didn't have to, like, can take, you could look at him and say, wow, he's really serious, because he, uh, he walked away from a very wealthy um, family life, right? Like his... Yeah, his dad, I believe, was the, the CEO of Chrysler. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and his, but his parents were super, super religious. His, his, his mom got sick. And the dad helped take care of him. His dad, I think one of the stories was that no matter what, his dad was home every single night. Like if he had to fly to Washington, D.C., no matter what, he was coming home that day to be with his family, oh, no see, matter what. That shows fathers how, how important it is. Yeah. So he, uh, we'll, we'll link to kids. that. It's just a lot of like just talks and homilies and stuff. So yeah, he's, he's just really so, good. I just, I just like his style. He's super smart. He's a man's man. He played basketball and he makes fun of the Detroit Lions. So I like mm-hmm. that. <laughs> Yeah, no, he makes again relevance. Relev- I'm I'm really about relevance. Yeah, he's, you know, he, he's good. Um, okay, is that, am I next? Yeah. Uh, Chris Stefanik, is okay. he on your list? He is not. How is he? How is Chris Stefanik not on your list? I, you love he, Chris Stefanik. I, I do. I do love him. But the there's so many people. Happiest I love. person I've ever. Real life Catholic. Yeah. And he has he's his got own a new show. Thing on joy. Right. That's his thing is that joy. That is his joy with. Uh, uh, Cantalamessa, what is it? Is he your father? Father, Rene- father? father Renero Cantalamessa. Cantalamessa, who papal- that's the happiest, smiliest he is the, he is man the, I've ever seen. He's the papal um, preacher to the, Christophanic, to the Pope. I would equate Christophanic a little bit with Father Mike in the sense of um, social media presence and YouTube videos and having uh, that platform of explaining the faith in a relevant and, way with pop culture and things like that because yeah, Christophanic um, is, is, was a youth, youth minister, just like Father Mike is, you know. He's, and he's have, younger. He's now, he, yeah. I mean, well, now he's, he's getting. Yeah, now he's got now it's like your he's age. No. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, no, very happy. Very. Um, to me, Christophanic would be someone I would go to if I'm feeling low to bring me up to a, a higher, you know, joy. Honestly, um, he's what, just. What a, was the book called? Joy. Um, I am is I am. a really good book, especially for um, like your i you know your identity in God, and each one is a different chapter. Oh, the on, other one, yeah, the other one I really liked, um, the one about relativism. It was a short. Little, oh, absolute like, relativism. Yeah, it's like that a short. Everybody should and read it's that. A, yeah, look if you want to it's watch like a one pamphlet. thing. It's a pamphlet, but he also has a YouTube video on it. It's called Absolute oh, he does? Relativism. Yeah. Oh, okay. So he check him out. He he's. 
really modern, but his real life Catholic, there's a show on EWTN mm-hmm. where he goes from cities and he goes and meets like people who are Catholic, yeah. who are living their way, uh, their life, not like in a, you know, in a monastery, but who are people who are fishermen or bikers or who do, you know, different jobs and how they can bring you their faith into the real world. So that's yeah. what he does. And it's an excellent show. So definitely I, I, he's not on my list, but I highly recommend him also for me. Uh, Rick Warren. I do have Rick Warren on my list. Rick Warren is a a Protestant. Uh, why I liked him so much was his book. I read Purpose. Purpose. What is it? Purpose. Purpose. Driven, driven purpose. Life. Driven Life. It's, How, it's like it's, the number two yeah. book of all. It's the number two book of all time sell, sold. I honestly, I didn't read that much in high school. Someone gave me that book in high school, and I actually read it in high school. I'm really shocked to say that because I was a total slacker. Yeah, <laughs> didn't I want to say it's over like thirty that. million books. He's, yeah, it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. So that definitely would read that book. It's a, it's a basic. He's, talk about he has a toolbox of one liners. That guy, he like. Is, He's known for for his his uh, well. He does a lot of like rhyming and acrostics, so it's memorable. Like stuff like you know acrostics. Hurt like, people, hurt people. Hurt is people, one. hurt people. Turtles and the skunks, and I like it because he does serieses, and he's like serieses, like serieses, like all of his talk. <laughs> no, there, there's not one message. It's yeah, a, it's like right. A, it's a series. It's a series, and, and they build off of each other. And now a mm-hmm. lot of and a lot of. Uh, through uh, rebuilt, if anyone knows what rebuilt and divine renovation are, those are attempts for Catholics to 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 improve on the Sunday experience. So, yeah. better you know, with our masses to have you know not you know, better music, better messages, and better ministries. Mm-hmm. How to how to make people feel at home. But how to he's feel another one relevance. He's another one that can take and apply faithful things, biblical things, into regular everyday things. But he does it in he does it. There's some psychological stuff in there. It's, it's almost like he has a psychologist or somebody helping him, like therapist. Yeah, you know, because it sounds like a therapy session. Whenever I listen to a Rick Warren, I honestly feel like I just got out of a therapy session in yeah. a good way. Like yeah, whoa, what that? He's excellent. He's yeah. he's super humble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He uh, he's he's lost a, a child to uh, suicide who had mental problems. So he's mm-hmm. uh, and he actually recently has fell in love with the Divine Mercy Chaplain. Yeah. So and that's yeah. my tie to him because that's, that's my cool. uh, I that's do that your go to prayer for sure. Yeah. He uh, but he spends a lot of time and effort into mm-hmm. it, you know, and it, and it shows. And other you know priests have you know at Saddleback Ranch is a big thing in in California, and he's just so. You know, he do, they do a lot of feeding the poor and going around. You know, he they do a lot of stuff. They you know they do the stuff. I like that they are they're out serving the poor, getting the word out. And, mm-hmm. You know, and it's not about he does reverse tithing. He's made so much money on his book. He gave so much of it away. He gives away ninety five percent of his money. <laughs> um, you know, so he's well, not, he's not your like, number two book. He, he's not he's not living like some of these. Uh, he's not like yeah, uh, right, private right. jets and flying over the place. So yeah, he's, more he's, expensive shoes than. And, yeah, he, you know. he's a he's a regular type guy. I yeah. like I like his messages because they're they're they're, they're real, applicable, and they're that's it. and they're and not over you know theological, no. but they're common sense. They're commonsensical. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy them. Yeah, for sure. All right, you're up. All right, my next on the list is Leah Darrow. Leah Darrow. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. Um, Leah Darrow actually was on the show America's Next Top Model, and. Um, she, another one had a conversion. Well, she was raised Catholic. She had more of a reversion experience. Um, her story's pretty, you know, she was um, asked to kind of take off her clothes during a photo shoot, started to like realize this is not 
the direction like the that Me I was. Too stuff. Um, I don't know so much that I. Well, uh, that I'm sure. I mean, so so she. I know in that the lifestyle that she was living was completely counter to the faith in all aspects, you know. And um, she got so low, she did a, a, a suicide attempt. It was right when JP two died, and so they were covering Saint John Paul II on a regular basis because he just died. And so her constant, the media constantly showing things he said, things he did, kind of brought her back into faith. Um, she heard, you know, Jesus talk to her. I believe it was on that set when she was asked to take those clothes off, like this is not what you're made for kind of thing. Anyway, she had a complete conversion experience. She is a Catholic speaker, and she speaks about true beauty. Um, I love her, especially as a, um, I always taught middle school or high school. And to me, our, our girls, her message is exactly what our girls need to hear about their dignity, their value, their worth, about um, you know guarding their hearts, about about owning their their femininity and and owning their self respect, and it's just the way she talks about modesty and beauty is so good. She has um, a few books herself. She has a podcast. Um, I'll put all those things on the show notes. And um, she's just an inspiring, uh, beautiful person in in all aspects. She's a great, great, great person to just follow on Instagram. She she has she's a mother of I forget how many she just had a baby so I can't I lost count but she's another one that is just an influence influential extremely s- smart she actually, oh she started something called Lux University for women as well um, to to grow deeper in your faith and your identity as as a daughter of God and she's just a very beautiful person and 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 again another bright light to follow on Instagram like brightens your day you know her That's posts why it's called and things Lux. like that. L-U-X Lux, means yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. Yeah. So she's a great, great person to follow or, or get a, a book from. So. All right. Well, I have a bunch of extra ones, but uh, the one who I've recently kind of got into is he's actually Orthodox. Oh. Jonathan yes. Pajot. This is a, he's a mind blow, like, oh my yeah, gosh. Jonathan Pajot, he's a, he's Orthodox. Oh. He's a, one of the only, like, there's only like Less than ten in the world. He knows them too. They all like get together. Oh, the icon, icon carver. He's mm-hmm. a stone carver artist. But his his uh, his YouTube channel, his podcast is called the Symbolic World. So he's really big into obviously symbolic things, but he's real into the the early church fathers. That's how I got into like Maximus the Confessor and Saint Gregory of Nyssa, and he's very good at taking. Uh, the basic way he kind of explains things is like the the microcosm and the macrocosm. So like obviously, you know, these patterns and these things that are in our lives or going on in the world, they're uh, a microcosm of how our lives manifest, you know. So it's macrocosm. Our lives are the microcosm. Both. It's like they they mirror each other. Mm -hmm. It's like these patterns, the Mm -hmm. same patterns happen over and over again. You know, and in these stories, some of them, you know, obviously some are exactly what it is. But we were talking about this earlier. It's like, okay, when when I got home from today, I told Katie about my day. 
but I didn't give her every single detail of my day. I Thank you. compressed the day on the highlights, and that's what a story or, is. Or lowlights, but the, the things that stood out. The things that stood out. Mm-hmm. So, But if I just said, hey, I went to work, I punched in, I went, got coffee, <laughs> I went back to my locker, I got out. That's not a story. And, right. that's, and that's the things that, like, that are in the Bible is that these stories are, are compressed. Everything that we do in the world, there's so much things that we see that we we're not actually seeing when your eyes you, there's a million things you can be focusing on oh at one time. i see what you're saying so there are things that you are your attention is getting there that's the way our it's brains are set out to it's you. the way that our brain is you, set up we have to discriminate mm-hmm. into things that we're seeing that's just the way our brain works so uh, like right now i'm not worried about what color are the walls i'm not looking at other different things your brain can't process everything else so you have to focus so these biblical stories like adam and eve's story like the what they call them primeval stories before abraham everything mm-hmm. in the old testament those we don't know exactly uh, how, those are real but real in what sense the word real means like we we think it scientific real mm-hmm. but the way that real like shakespeare is real mm-hmm. where these truths that come out of there because science can't explain everything like if you go well that's not scientific about the the creation story well, no, duh. It wasn't meant to be that way. Well, they didn't what? even have science yet. But the way that the world was set up into a narrative is that those truths come out, come through that. For example, like I said, my story of the day. But I, you don't know everything that happened. Yeah. I left out a million things of the story. So that doesn't mean that what I'm well, telling you is not true what you... because of what I left out of the story. So it... these stories have been compressed. That's what I'm trying to say. Like like the biblical, the biblical stories, especially the, those the genesis and those early ones have been you know sublimated down into compressed and compressed well, because it's what god wanted revealed just like you telling me your day is what you wanted revealed because what matters is the truth that would be revealed with like by god from those stories correct because the bible was isn't written to answer those questions it's to answer why was I made? What's my, the See, purpose science, of my life? Science can't answer science those questions. Science can't answer those. Who made me? Who What's my purpose? And why? How do I, you know, how, and, and, and if there is a God, how, what's, is there an afterlife and how do I get there? All those kinds of questions are what the Bible answers. The Bible never, ever has said, here's, here's the, here's, here's to answer every question about everything that's, no, that's literally not what it was ever written for. So no, I, I like his analysis on, um, he goes real deep and his art goes deep. So when he explains his art, like you posted, um, if you follow us on Instagram, if not, can you? Um, yeah. But uh, Bob posted, Bob purchased one of his prints. This He's incredibly talented and um, yeah. deep, deep, like real deep with his yeah, w- analysis w- with the of symbol. that. And of then that you got to think about mm-hmm. that too. Scripture, you have the, the four senses of it. Some of it is liter- literal, yeah. but a lot of it is spiritual or right. whatever, which way you're going to oh, look yeah, at these it. Moral, events, the moral event. These but events it's even more than really that. happened, but it's not even so much about that as much as what is God trying to reveal to us through those events. Yeah. That's what we need to be taking away from those stories. So we'll, I'll link to his YouTube stuff. Like I said, you can get down the rabbit hole. I've been like... Oh, yeah. And I'm just starting to understand a lot of it, and it's deep. So if you're into that kind of stuff, like I am, and then he led me to another podcast, it's like I'm starting to get into <laughs> it. I'm like, I'm so, and that's why I led it to like. Are we st- going to become the Orthodox couple? No, not oh. at all. No, <laughs> I do like the, what I do like no, about the Orthodox is the, the theosis. I mm-hmm. do like that. Theosis means like being divinized, that 
like St. Anthanasius, mm-hmm. that, that God became man so man can become God, that yeah. we could be partakers, like it says well, in it Peter. Is. Catholicism. It is, but it's just the emphasis of the theosis. Mm-hmm. But he is excellent if you're into that kind of, you know, he, and he does tons of YouTube videos and he's got a, pa- a Patreon and he, he'll actually answer your questions. And he actually liked when I posted it, he liked it and stuff. So oh, it was pretty exciting. cool. Yeah, he's, he's from Canada. Yeah, and he actually like went through a flood, like the, the, the <laughs> dam broke, and he goes through all these different stories. But yeah. he led me to that book by St. Gregory Nisa, which is Life of Moses, and he mm-hmm. goes through all, all the, I mean, all the things in the Bible are so much deeper than you can imagine. Right. Like literally, you could study one line value. of the Bible for onion. a whole lifetime. It's, it's an insane. onion that never stops So peeling. if you're interested <laughs> in that kind of stuff, I I recommend him. Mm-hmm. Well, because right. he also is another one that can take that kind of high level thing, and, but but make it understandable. And I think that's what I think the common theme in all of these people we're talking about is that they can take high level ideas and they can express them and in a way that's understandable, livable, practical, um, and makes you want more. Honestly, yeah, he and, and, and he just and, did. And and he does pop culture. He does pop of, culture. Yeah. He just did a video on Wandavision, also, and that stupid little Nas stuff, which is satanic stuff. But he breaks it down because even in these stories, I don't know what you're talking about. You were well, starting people, to tell me yesterday, but you didn't want to talk about it in front of the kids. So yeah, it ain't we'll Old Town later. Road. It's other stuff. But if you're into like that kind of stuff, he's good at breaking it down. Okay, excellent. I'm going to actually put my next two together okay? Um, because I believe they started out together and they worked together at some point, but Jason Everett and Sarah Swafford. Jason Everett is a chastity speaker uh, with his wife, Kristalina Everett, and I think I believe that she just got a show, but Sarah Swafford was also worked with them, um, but more on the like, girl side with relationships and drama-free relationships because she worked in a um, college dorm for a long time and heard a lot of drama. So she ended up writing a book on how to have drama-free relationships. Again, Jason Everett and Sarah Swafford are really good about inherent dignity. If you want to talk to your kids about res- you know respecting them, themselves, respecting their bodies, um, those are really good authors and speakers to turn you know to show to your children. Um, I really like Jason Everett because of how he talks. He's very um, dynamic. He's uh, relevant. Again, takes pop culture. All of these people, most of my people, anyway. Um, I, again, I'm I'm all about that pop culture. Pop culture making it making it relevant to real life. Well, when you say so, relevant, I mean we keep saying that. So, like for me, like when I hear relevant, I think like like me. Like dealing with problems at work. I'm dealing with right. there were people who have, you know, like relationship issues or, you know, people who. Everyday de- life. How do I apply this? Yeah, like, hey, dealing with money life. issues, how to right. deal with sex stuff, right. how to deal with all these different issues that, other than, hey, when, so, we, go to, uh, when we get outside of church, all the other stuff. Ex- which is ni- 99%, 99% of it. your life is. That. And Living so all the of world. these, I need, okay, yeah, the, I got the hour a week covered. Help me out with the rest. Like, how do I make a decision about X? Like, so that's what I mean. Jason Everett is very good about relationship um, talks, whether it's friendships, family life, sex, any of that. And so is Sarah Swafford. And they just both have varying um, ways of expressing that. Sarah Swafford is super cute and spunky. And again, they're both really good to follow just on social media in general. So... All right. Uh, I don't even know how many I have. I I, made, uh, I put extra ones in there. So just real quick, I'm just going to blast through this. We're getting we're getting pretty long already. Okay. Uh, Sorry. 
I love uh, Father Connor Danstrom. He was Aww. he was one of my teachers for a class, and he's great. He was my spiritual director for a little bit of time, and then he moved up to the city and just he's he's uh, at UIC at St. Paul uh, or no John Paul John, the Newman Center, the Newman Center. And, but they call it St. John the, Paul II Newman, Newman Center, Center, I believe. Yeah. yeah. So he's got. Uh, I'll link to his 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 uh, podcast, which were just his his homilies. Is he your age or younger than you? He's do younger. You think? Yeah. He's he even went to younger. University of he's Illinois. Super young. He's mm-hmm. super smart. Plays the guitar. Plays the guitar. Sings. He's got all kinds of YouTube videos. <laughs> but he runs. You know, he's on a college campus, kind of like Father Mike. But his his homilies are they're ten minutes, but bam. oh no, sometimes they're like seven. So, yeah, and they're and they're they they're <laughs> but they're, they're so they're good. so good. And then he's also he's got another podcast called Three Dog North. But he's just very good. He, uh, he just, you know, he goes through the the readings and he ties it, ties it to real life, and mm-hmm. it, excellent. And then I also have Father Larry Richards, who I actually seen him at the men's conference at before we were members of Saint John the Evangelist. He he was there at a men's conference that I went to. Father Larry Richards. He's he, very um, dynamic. He's, he's either you love him or you hate him. He's yeah. he's kind and. And he he knows that he's one of those people that has no filter, and, and so it can it is, and tells yeah. you how it is. So that's yeah, what he exactly. Said. Be a you saint, love him or you don't. Be a yeah. saint or oh, go to hell. That's the one. <laughs> be a saint or go to hell. Oh my! You know he's real. He's real he kind of sugarcoated. No, uh-uh. he doesn't. So his books are "Be a Man" and uh, newest one I just read called "Surrender." He's also got a podcast where he does. He his, says it with love. He, he does, love. and it, one of his uh, students is that. Justin Fatika, hard as nails. Oh, I didn't know that. That was That's one a of his students. Oh, and he is Justin Fatika on your list? No, he's not. Uh, but I'm but checked. he couldn't stand him. So the, the who story, couldn't stand who? Father Larry couldn't both. Well, because they're the same. They're mutual. So long story <laughs> short, like he like then he started to pray. Father Larry started to pray for this for Justin, and then like there was like a huge conversion thing. It was like crazy. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so they're tied together. So then some honorable mentions on my list. I just read a book <laughs> by Francis Chan called Crazy Love. Aww. Yeah. I literally read that book and wanted to sell our house and like go love Jesus more. <laughs> like he's got a whole section on lukewarm Catholic or lukewarm oh Christians, God. and I was like ready to like run through. Yeah, a wall for that Jesus. was an interesting dinner conversation. Hey, yeah. what do you think? I literally have food like in my mouth. Uh, what do you think of us selling selling the house and um, blah blah blah? I'm like, well, what? <laughs> Yeah. What book did you read? God had another plan. But, Gosh. But I, anyway. No, it wasn't that I was ready to do it. I was just wanting to be prepared because I, I put it this way. We we were both, I was doing that 75 hard and you were doing your mag 90. We were like preparing ourselves. I had a sense that there was something, some Coming. things were happening. Some mm-hmm. things were happening. That, we, that you knew we were going to have to make some big uh, we sacrifices. We are going to have to make some big for. sacrifices and some big changes. You just so, didn't know what it was. So, so I was thought, ready to. Oh, put, let's sell the house. Well, <laughs> well, I was selling the house to put us in a, in a place in to a just place. to go wherever so God that, was willing mm-hmm. to, to move us. And yeah. that's how serious. How I've been trying to be moved. We're open. both trying to be open to the yeah, spirit for sure. of what whatever God's calling us so to that, do. So that that book is, uh, I guess, crazy love, life changing. Correct. Time, yeah. And he's. Um, but he says it. He was a mega. He was a mega church pastor, but he had he's left. He's kind of was doing some smaller stuff, and then he gave a talk about the Eucharist. Basically, yeah, he's slowly coming around. I he's think. yeah. So pray for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, G.K. Chesterton. Uh, he's a he's been a big influence. Now he's, that one's I mean I respect him deeply. He's not for anybody, but for everybody. He, I I can he's read. Hard to his, read. He's very difficult for me to very read. Difficult he's to too read. fancy. He's super fancy, but it, orthodoxy. Do you and think it's because man. of his because he's British? He's super smart. I mean, he's too smart for his own good. And he was an atheist as well, a convert. Yes. 
Um, and he, uh, there's some but like you can people will post quotes by him. His quotes him, are the best, and yeah. his his quotes are mic drops, and that's oh. all I could get. If I ever try to like read him, read him, I'm like, uh, nope. Yeah, he's uh, <laughs> no idea what that just said. Yeah, I no, can't. he's definitely yeah. He's, some of his he's uh, hard to read to me. Yeah, he's you know he's not for everybody, but I I really like it doesn't him. mean he's not brilliant and no he's it, super brilliant. It, but that's why just, I can't do super brilliant yet. Yeah, just, and and his <laughs> what what I would say in one page he says in like fifteen. You know, right, like, right. He definitely but, but it's de- has the details. Yeah, and then um, Father John Carapi, who I know is not. He's always, once a priest, always a priest, but he's kind of stepped back and like retired into Montana. There were, no one knows exactly what's going on, but mm-hmm. we've been praying for him. He's super kind of conservative, his. traditional, but where I got into him was uh, in my conversion story. Mm-hmm. Our, my RCIA teacher gave me five discs of his in his car and I listened to him. And then he, he, he was on EWTN for a while. He did the whole entire catechism, like in 50 hours, like his, an hour a week yeah. and like explain the faith, like super clearly. And he's passionate and he loves the But he was, uh, <laughs> he was like a big business guy. He was he in Hollywood with, partying he, with like Richard Chevy Pryor Chase. and Chevy Chase he, and all these yeah. guys and ended up on Skid Row. Yeah. And then became Lost everything. But his mom, mm-hmm. his mom was faithful. Mom was his St. Monica for sure. That. And then Matt Frad, Matt Frad, which is Pints with Aquinas. Mm-hmm. He also has Matt Frad show. So he has a lot of guests. He's excellent too. It was he okay when we were first starting to take our faith seriously and we listened to um a talk about um living out our marriage. That wasn't him, that was that Adam West. Adam, Adam West. West, wait, isn't that That's Batman? Batman? Isn't that Batman? Who was that? Oh, Christopher West. <laughs> Christopher West. He's your theology of the body guy. Is that the talk? So I remember listening to a talk with you when we just were starting to take our faith seriously and we learned all those things about how to truly live a Catholic marriage correctly. Um, that it was wasn't Chris, Matt Fred? It was Christopher West. Oh, okay. All yeah, right. He does it. The other. Matt Fred is Aquinas. He does a lot of philosophical type stuff. He never did proofs. sex stuff? Maybe he just interviewed. Inter- yeah, he ju- actually just interviewed Christopher West. He just okay. he interviewed Father Mike. He's got maybe like, that's where I'm getting. And it that's from. the thing. All these guys, like, well, they know you each guys, other. They, they know each, each other. other. They're <laughs> on each other's shows in the, in the Catholic world. It's kind of weird because now it's like, and and they'll actually talk about it because it's like a weird subculture. So if we're the Catholic couple, so if you're like a, a, a speaker in the Catholic world, it's kind of like you're like a mini Catholic celebrity kind of, you know. So they mm-hmm. they they. they they all recognize that that you know, obviously humility and being right. humble and and trying to serve God, but obviously you you know you have to have some self promotion to right. get the word out there. As long as you hit your intentions right, same with us. So like we're on Instagram. I try not to be crazy. The only reason we're on social media basically is to I share. I still have the, I still you know things about God. Have a basically. really hard time being on Facebook to be totally yeah. honest. But, but anyway, but to be honest, uh, I want to thank. You guys who are listening, mm-hmm. and we just did our first YouTube video, and we're, we're going to do some more. But so for the people who have reached out to us for the encouragement and mm-hmm. how yeah, this is awesome. helping them, that really helps encourage us because we're busy. And for us to, uh, you know, to spend the time and effort that it takes to, to put this, just me and Kate down here, you know, messing around with the equipment. Thanks yeah. to Father Jack, he donated a lot of this equipment to us to help us out. Yeah. But knowing that people are, you know, if, you know, what I always would say when we were doing Alpha or doing anything else, if I can help change one person's life that was right. like me, it's worth yeah. it. And to hear, and so any of those, any if any of you guys are, are you know, enjoying this kind of stuff, 
message us because that helps sustain us and help us give us, you know, helps give us the, um, you know, the, the energy and the, the, the love to, to keep going on. Well, so like we you appreciate said, you know, it. we, our lives changed. And if we, you know, we want to share that love that we received, like you don't, if it's truly something that changed your life, you don't want to hide it. You under want a bushel basket. Under a, yeah, I guess, I guess I might be quoting some scripture right there. But um, I had one more person. Go on. Sorry. It sounded like you were wrapping up. Were you wrapping up? We're over the time that we said originally, but uh, right, now right. we're way over it. So. All right. Well, I have one more and we'll, I'll be quick. Her name is uh, Claire Swinarski, and she is the Catholic feminist. Oh, and okay. she wrote a book called Girl Arise. And I have some pretty powerful teenage girls that uh, started their own like women's group um, at my high school. I gave them those books to, to read. She is, um, I think, pretty phenomenal. She was actually a focus missionary as well. She does a really good um, job, I think, of um, framing things in terms of, of true justice and mercy, if that makes sense, and things like that. Um, she's awesome to follow on Instagram. Um, it's the Catholic Feminist is, is what her um, Instagram is. She's really good. I'll put that up. She used to have a podcast, um, which was called the Catholic Feminist as well, but she no longer does that, but it's still up, you know, so you can always listen to, to those um, older episodes, which are, and she always interviewed really amazing women that were doing really amazing things in a huge variety of, of topics. So really inspirational person. I actually got to meet her at Jennifer, Jennifer Fulweiler's um, stand-up comedy show. I, I spotted her and I went and I said, hey, just so you know, I have two girls starting a girls club because of you. <laughs> and women's empowerment because and of you. And that helped her, I'm sure. It's like, yeah. it's yeah. like a, you know, that's the thing that I've noticed, uh, you know, especially in my life and now going forward is that there's such lack of encouragement and encouragement can go so far when you encourage other people to, to keep going or you should try that or you could mm -hmm. do it. I mean, the word encourage, courage comes from the word core, which is your heart is to give heart to someone else, to give your heart to someone else. That's mm -hmm. what it literally means to help, help them to feel like there's a, a net, like there's people there helping them and being with them. So that's part of the, the news that, uh, I wanted to kind of add here at the end that is that uh, myself and a couple of other guys from our church, we actually just started a men's group called Ascent. And this group is something totally different. But the main reason why I wanted to get involved with it is because there's so many men out there who I know, like myself, with this you know, toxic masculinity, so-called mm -hmm. stuff where, you know, being a man is not... Uh, cool or it's not good anymore with all this different stuff, but true masculinity, true, what, masculinity, true masculinity, what that looks toxic. like to, to, to be a, a, a man. But it's just so many people just need to be encouraged and be surrounded. Right. So we have, so if you're a man in the Northwest Indiana area or in Chicagoland area, reach out to me. Uh, we'll have my email on there as far as uh, the group's actually starting this Saturday, but it's not going to be a, a normal men's group. This is going to be a group that's focused on, the whole body, my body, mind, and soul. It's going to be group fitness. It's going to be field trips outside, being outside. The whole thing is outside. Everything is going to be being moving, being together, encouraging each other, leaning on each other. You know, for me, my favorite movies have always been Gladiator, Braveheart, anything, Saving Private Ryan, all these movies. And the one thing that they all have in common is that we love, uh, guys, we love, you know, the 
We want to be in those movies. We want to be the hero. We want to be brave. We want to be able to stand up and to to be, you know, what happens here echoes in a turn. You know, we want to be that guy. So it's like I wanted to be involved in a group of guys to help encourage each other because we need. Well, I think I feel like um, in our modern culture, everyone feels like they're on their own individual island. Sometimes, and the devil likes to divide, right? Especially with so, COVID. I mean, it's oh yeah, geez, coming out of all that, COVID. for sure, we're all in our own little pods, right? So, in our own little six feet apart little uh, circles, so, right? So that's um, so to divide and conquer, right? And and the devil likes to 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 put that those whispers of what are you doing this for? Do you really think anybody's listening to the to your show? Like, or I've heard the whispers of, do you think your kids even care about what you're teaching them? None of this is worth anything. Like you don't know the whispers. Throwing shade at you. You don't know the whispers that someone else is is hearing. You know, you you never know their whispers. So why don't you whisper some encouragement? Because maybe you might not think. Maybe that the devil's whispering. You don't need to tell them that. They already know. Or no, they don't really care what you think. Like no, you go tell them. If you if you think that someone's doing a great job at something, or if you think that you've been touched by something and you it would be awkward to tell them. No, tell them anyway because. Those whispers, they do damage, and and encouragement undoes that damage. You know, and encouragement. Discouragement. You know, right. That's a discouragement, and it doesn't take. It doesn't take much. Hard. Right. And then you, we mm-hmm. know, we know what happens when people are discouraged. Yeah. It leads to all kinds of definite negative problems that go that are associated with that. And everybody on these, you know, everyone that's on this list that I'm looking at, um, in some way, shape, or form, encouraged me to to view myself to view God, to view my faith in such a different way that if I didn't have have that, I don't know where I would be. I don't know how I would be um, living my life, honestly. I don't know where I would be without, I feel like that encouragement, and that's just, that's people that I've never met. You know, these are people that don't mm-hmm. know me. Like, think about the impact you could have on the people that you do know. Yeah, that's... You really, you really don't know, and you have no idea how powerful words are both ways. What's it in James talks about? The the tongue is is mightier. You know, it's like you got to be able to know how to be slow to say things because in your anger you want to you know tear someone down, but you don't realize that once you after you had said that, yeah, you don't know how deep that goes. Yep, words cut deep. You yeah. know, and it really does. And it lasts a long time. And, but it really does the opposite way when you're mm-hmm. build up. To build and, up. And build the, each other and up. And the best part shirt. is it costs you nothing. Mm-hmm. It's just literally stopping for oh two my gosh. seconds. I do. Did I say this already on a show? I don't remember what I did after the first round of finals in December, right before Christmas break. I sent emails. I always said I was going to do this, but I've never done it. Honestly. It's like you send home about the kids that need extra help or hey, so-and-so needs to turn in this, you know, whatever. But I I was like, you know what? I'm going to email all the kids that have work, went above and beyond this semester. I'm going to email them and their parents and say, I've noticed you and you did great. But the the what I got back was like 10 times what I gave. It was amazing. The emails I got back from parents that said, oh, my gosh, I, I I never got an email like this before about my kid. It's like, oh my gosh, you did it! Your kid's amazing because we think they know. They take it. For they brain. know. I just need to tell the the kid that needs extra help that they, you know, or the, the you know the kid that acts out. But the, the that good kid that's been working their butt off all year, 
never gets a shout out. Oh my gosh, I'm giving them that encouragement because they need encouragement too. You know, it well, was a, that was just a huge, fruitful, well, amazing we, experience. I don't know if we kind of t- I don't know if we talked about it, the one minute. One no, that'll, that'll be its own I, episode. But for that's sure. that's part of it. One minute mm-hmm. reprimand, but there's a one minute praise. So yeah. when we catch the kids doing something, we stop them and encourage it because. If you reinforce behaviors that are good, people are going to do them more. Or if you do yep. bad, then they'll act out to get that attention. So yep. so it doesn't take much for you to stop and to say, hey, you know what? I've noticed. And that's part of practice in the presence. you got to be mm-hmm. somewhat aware sometimes to, to notice that it's going around you, to not take those people around us for granted. Mm-hmm. Or even if that's a clerk at, you know, me, like I'm an extrovert. So if I'm out somewhere, I start talking to people like, you know, you're super nice. Like, thank you. Like, uh, I stopped at a, a place in town for uh, a plumbing electric place, and she literally took like ten minutes with me. I didn't end up buying anything, but she was so nice and she was so like helpful. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, thank you for taking out that time." I know I didn't buy anything. I feel bad. Like I should just buy something, but she said, <laughs> what, oh, no, buy electric fine. and plumbing? What? Buy a pipe? Well, <laughs> no, they had like light, <laughs> they didn't have light bulbs. They, they actually oh. had light bulbs. No, I'm gonna buy this yeah, light, bulb. light bulb. Thank <laughs> you, lady. <laughs> well, she, but I but I acknowledge that she took forth, right. you know. And we and, don't do that because of our, you know, in our busyness, sometimes it's hard to, to, to be mindful like that. But I really think that the fruit that you get back from when you put out encouragement, you really definitely get it back and, and tenfold. S- I really believe that. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's just smiling to somebody. Well, you can't through masks. Well, some people are anti- <laughs> I've learned masks. how to smile with my eyes. <laughs> yeah, well. All right. Some Where are we at in... Uh, how are we? Uh, hour 35 minutes oh, only. Oh, goodness. What is wrong with us? Okay. Well, we don't get to talk that much. Is so that what I, it is? I feel like we're, we're cutting well, a rug up here. In all you. honesty, I honestly thought that we were going to have more people alike on our list. Well, you went we more didn't. the woman route, and I don't like Leah Dar. Like, I like them, but I just don't. I went more the relevant more to my m- life, real, how well, to. I'm just into different things. Yeah, it's just, no, right. You're no, into just women, like, I'm issued. into women. Well, you're more, <laughs> no, you're a woman. Yeah, you're, a, yeah. You want to, so, but it's good because we hopefully we have men and women listening. Right, I like, had you one. Know, uh, I'm gonna do an extra one because yeah, we want to talk about four. man. So the man, there's a couple man, man, <laughs> man stuff. We talk about ascent men's group. So seriously, if you're in the area, look, look it up. This is gonna be an awesome group. I really want you to show up to this thing. It's gonna be awesome. But if you're into like man stuff like me, uh-uh. um, he's not Catholic. He's Christian. Uh, Art of manliness. Oh, it's excellent. And then there's also the Catholic Man Show and the Catholic Gentleman's a new one too. And you can follow them on Instagram. But, you know, if you're into, you want to know what true masculinity looks like, virtue and all these things, that's what this men's group we're going to be working on is different, you know, attributes about virtue and, you know, encouraging each other and, and working each, together. Uh, each, like, field or place that you guys meet to do a different um, excursion, each excursion is going to match the virtue. It's going to match the virtue. Cool. We're going like to have that. an inspirational talk. We're going to have fellowship prayer. We're going to do some little bit of exercise, bikes, hikes. We're going to hopefully do all kinds of cool stuff. So super excited about it. We had a kickoff barbecue. We had a nice little turnout. And a lot of young guys showed up. So That's great. So we need some some more young guys, and we're building an army to to serve. And, you know, that's my the goal for, for me is try to get t- together enough guys and have service projects and do all kinds of cool stuff. That'd so be very we're super cool. excited about the, the potential. So pray, if you could pray for... Uh, Pray for all the guys that have been invited, the guys who might show up uh, for this Ascent Men's Group, and keep us in your prayers because we need it. We'll be praying for you. So so I guess that's about it. We could probably wrap it up right here, huh? Anything sure. else you want to add on your list? 
Like no. I said, we'll put all that into the show descriptions. Just so, that I, I have a disclaimer that as you as you start to listen to these, if you, you know, do, <laughs> be careful because you're going to keep wanting more. That's what they, they kind of get addicting. A tr- truth is addicting to me, I think. I think so, too. I haven't mm-hmm. stopped. I'm like a maniac. I mean, you are. I have. Yeah. Oh, here's 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 a books than here's a tip. Uh, I know you don't like it, but mm-hmm. I do. If you want to listen to more, you know you can speed up no. on podcasts. I know Mm-mm. she's like, oh no, she's like, turn it off. Sounds too fast. I listen to almost everybody at 2.0, but like Father Mike talks fast, so he's like at 1.5. But I listen to just about everything at like 2.0, Absolutely so not. I get twice as much. Yeah, I know. She's like, can you turn it off? I'm like, then I listen to them on normal 1.0, and it's like, they sound like they're high or on drugs. It's like... No, they sound like normal human beings. I know, but when you listen to it, like... But I get so much information out of it. I can listen twice as much. It's so awesome. Calm down. So now I'm also working on, like, speed reading type stuff, too, in my comprehension, so just wait. Going to sleep. (laughs) That's why I can't sleep. (laughs) That's why your brain's racing. It's awesome, though. We're having fun doing it. still on 2.0 speed. We're having fun doing it, and... um, if I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't do it. So Right. So that's cool. So anything else? Nope. Are you sure? I just don't want it to end. I don't know. We're having so much fun. All right. We'll end it. Uh, other than that, well, talking about encouragement, if you could, I know we said it like 500,000 times. I, know, I hate But we're going to keep saying it, but that's the only way. It's the only way the word ever gets out there. But we need... We need some of you guys to take five seconds out of your day. And if you're on iTunes or Spotify, whatever it is, there's a section. Hit subscribe, number one. So if a new episode comes up, it'll automatically pop up as soon as we drop them. Because our schedule, they're not always like on Wednesdays. Usually when we try to do them, we try to get them out Thursday or the Friday. Mm-hmm. But they're kind of sporadic. So if you hit subscribe, it'll automatically pop in. So you'll see it pop up. But if you could, once you do that, it's real easy. There's five stars. Just hit the five star. And then if you could, just give us a quick, just write a review if you like us. If you don't, don't write it. That's okay. You don't need to lie. <laughs> um, but hopefully you do. And then uh, so on Instagram, we're the Catholic Couple One. And then also we have the YouTube channel. Just, just the Catholic couple. And then we also have a Facebook page. So we'll put all this on all the different social media stuff. So if you can give us a like, share, subscribe, so we can get the word out. And if you have any topics that you want us to kind of dive into or discuss, we're willing to take on new stuff. We got a couple of guests lined up. So we're super excited about where the Catholic couple is going and mm-hmm. we're having fun doing it. So hopefully you enjoy it and hopefully you're getting something out of it because we are definitely getting a lot out of it. So for sure. we, we thank you for listening. We thank you for all the encouragement. And now we're encouraging you to encourage others. Oh. So let's end in a prayer in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Glory be to the Father yes. and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it, it was, was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Amen.